You are now listening to the Legends Lingo Podcast, presented by StudentUnionSports.com. Here are your hosts, Al and Powder. All right, everybody, welcome back in Legends Lingo Podcast, episode 230, presented by StudentUnionSports.com. Make sure to check out everything on StudentUnionSports.com from the daily podcasts and the daily articles. Yes, there are daily podcasts. I'm just kidding. There's really not because I'm not thinking, but that's okay. It's a Thursday afternoon. I've been driving, 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 and I'm tired. So bear with me. Just bear with me. Al Nahigan here. Tom Powder Cadmus. No, not nowhere to be found. He's going to be busy in the next couple of weeks, so we might have some different co-hosts. One of them is here with me and already shaking his head. Uh, Maddie B <laughs> is here. Hi, Maddie. Been a while. Been a long it's while. Been, I think for good been reason. Some time. <laughs> yeah, I think for good reason. I do. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think I think for what, good what, reason. What, what's the reason, Al? I'm going to put you on the spot. What's the reason? I just don't like you. I know. I, I don't like me either. It's okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that joke's about as overused as that Boise State cap that you're wearing. Anyways, we're gonna move on. So we have just by the way, a little plug. Just no sense. All right. <laughs> I know that it, it got you stumped. That's exactly the response I wanted, and I got it. I win. So by the way, just a little plug for our Student Union Sports Network boys. The Is It Saturday Yet podcast did have an interview come out. Are actually they're having an interview come out next week with linebacker Johnny Hodges from TCU. So be on the lookout for that. Apparently a great interview down to earth guy. So be on the lookout for that from the Is It Saturday Yet podcast fellas. So congratulations to them for getting these big guests. Good for you. Maddie B's here. And I would say Maddie B, your forte is probably football. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. Unless I'm wrong, I I think football is your number no. You're one. you're right. I was gonna say something, but I remembered what setting we're on, so I had to had to had to filter myself for a second. Yeah, there you go. Good job. You, you filtered. You're good. Just good. Good. Good for you. So rare. Gonna, it's rare I do that. <laughs> very extremely rare, but proud. This is going to be a primarily Patriots-heavy episode. We're going to throw in maybe a little bit of Red Sox, and there's a Celtics tidbit at the end that we may or may not get to. Maddie B's giving me the thumbs down, so it doesn't look like we're going to get to that. So let's just jump right into no, it. I'm downing the Red Sox and Celtics, that's all. Oh, okay. No, it makes sense. Let's just get this out of the way. DeAndre Hopkins not coming to New England. He is going to Tennessee. Signed with the Titans for a two-year, $32 million deal. $28 million can get up to $32 million in incentives. This was <laughs> announced on Sunday afternoon. I think um, Doug, and I don't want to say his last name wrong, Hyed, I think is how you say it. Hyed Keed, something like that. Yeah, right to the Boston Globe now. Shout out to him. Congratulations for the new gig. Like he listens every week. That would be cool. But <laughs> before I get into my little rants, and I, and I had a similar rant on Tuck Rule Takes the other night, so go check that out. It's on oh, all the God. podcast platforms. Hey, 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 hey. That's my podcast. I know. My other podcast. You watch your mouth. Anyway, I, I can't watch. I, I'm watching my mouth through the screen, so I'll do that. Think before you speak. I'm sure you've heard that one plenty of times, Mr. Pilgrim. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Before I get into my rant, Maddie, I just want to know your initial thoughts and reactions to DeAndre Hopkins ending up in Tennessee. Were you surprised by it? Are you not surprised? What does it mean next? All that good stuff for the Patriots. So, uh, floor is disappointing. Yours. It's disappointing, obviously. It would have been nice to give Mac a number one receiver and a pivotal and 
very important third year in his career. Look at me. Be, I'm being nice to Mac. That's how upset I am about Hopkins. That should say something right there. Would have been nice to give him a number one receiver, but, you know, instead, uh, Bill uh, Belichick uh, did, did what he does best and um, cheaped out as usual. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to say this team's like, going to be, like, worse without him because I still think they're a manageable team. I'm going to say manageable as in they're probably going to come in third in the AFC East this year. But would have been nice to have him because probably would have elevated us to possibly a sixth or seventh wild card spot. But now probably they're fighting for the, just to be mentioned in the seventh wild card spot. But overall, it's just disappointing that we have a GM that is – in his 70s, and this is the result of having a 71-year-old GM who is stuck in his own way, where he will, instead of doing whatever it takes to get a star receiver or a star player here or someone that can help the team out, he expects friendly deals. And um, it's the, the Patriot way. It's It does not work anymore. Okay. So, so to break that kind of down, yes, the disappointment is real. The 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 heartbreak i don't want to say it's not heartbreaking but it's definitely disappointing for sure the way that i look at this is yes this was a swing and miss by the patriots you had him in the building he was taking the picture with matt judon in the locker room you had the mutual respect for belichick and all that yeah 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 cool the patriots offer surprisingly was not as like non-competitive with the titans as we thought but the big difference was Tennessee gave him much more guaranteed money in the base salary and the Patriots tried to do what they always do and do the incentive base. So yes, I can understand that point as far as you're sick of what they're doing. What drives me nuts is again, you had him in here. There's a need for a wide receiver in this room. I don't care what anybody has to say. There is obviously they recognize they need a little bit more in that room. Like, yes, you have, Devontae Parker, you have Juju Smith-Schuster, you have Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, Demario Douglas. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a solid group, but it could have used that upgrade in DeAndre Hopkins, like you said. And not only that, like DeAndre Hopkins, Maddie, I don't know how you feel about this, but DeAndre Hopkins, to me, just looks like, he looks like a liar. Like, like I'm sorry, but he does. Look at the three things he wanted when he wanted his next team. Quarterback that loves the game. Tennessee is has three quarterbacks right now battling for the spot. So he doesn't even know who's throwing him the ball this year. That's number one. Number two, a really good defense. I don't know how great Tennessee's defense is. You might know better than I do. They're they, okay. They're, they're like average. The Patriots is the Patriots is way better, you would say, though. They're defense. On top, I would say on paper, the Patriots have a better defense than the Titans. Okay, so there you go. So, so that one doesn't make any sense. And then the last thing was, Stable management in front office. That one I get. <laughs> How? Because the 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 Titans the Titans GM is brand new. They hired exactly. He's brand team. new. Yeah. So how you don't know what he's gonna do? Wouldn't you rather have the guy? You don't know what the, Belichick's gonna do. <laughs> but at least you have some sort of ideas of what they're gonna do. This do new manager compared to a brand new manager, at least you know how Belichick operates. We may not like it, but at least we know how Belichick thinks and at least we know what to expect we don't Tennessee doesn't know what to expect with this new GM now obviously people are going to be happy now as Titans fans because it's like wow there's a big name free agent we were interested in them and we got him 
what it comes down to as well, Maddie, is the Titans were more aggressive from the jump. They had right. him in first. And, you know, some people are like, what's the big deal? If you're getting him in first, you have that first chance to make a big impression on him. They clearly did. Clearly. And, you know, the expression, money talks. And that's what it was. It was like, we're going to give you this money. Excuse me. Even when Hopkins was in New England, Mike Rabel was in contact with him and, you know, trying to get this deal figured out. The Titans stayed more aggressive as far as, you know, keeping in contact with him and his agents and everything else. And at the end of the day, like, that's what it comes down to. And I think that's the part that some Patriots fans don't quite understand why other Patriots fans are upset about this. It's because this isn't 20 years ago. This isn't 10 years ago. This isn't even five years ago. Five years ago, you had Tom Brady still on your team. And you had and you had just won a Super Bowl five years ago in 2018. So 2019, yeah, because 2019 was his last year. 2019, you lose in that wild card round to the Titans. Brady leaves. And I'm not trying to make it a Brady, Brady, Brady thing, but you can't just rely on the Patriot way anymore. You can't rely on, oh, we've won six Super Bowls. We've had this amount of success. Yes, to a degree, you can have it, but that can't be the only thing you fall back on. Sometimes, like, yes, they're good at business at times, but there are other times where I think that when it comes to a star player, they're going to need to be more active and they're going to need to be more aggressive. And that's mm -hmm. what happened here. You were the least aggressive, less aggressive team. It's very clear that if you really loved the player, you would have done whatever it took to get him here. But clearly you mm -hmm. didn't love him to that extent, which I, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I don't know what they're going to do with that receiver room. They, they apparently like what they have and they must think that Bill O'Brien and Adrian Clem on the line and Mac Jones are all going to make a jump this year and make them that much better so that way their offense isn't putrid like it was in 2022. Well, I mean, I think the offense in general is already better. We haven't even taken a snap yet, even at training it is. camp. It is better. I agree. Mm -hmm. Now that, you know, we don't have uh, the clown and uh, the other clown, but the other clown is, is, has a brand new promotion here, but we'll get into that in a second. Yep. But it's just it's frustrating. And the thing is, next year, too, Patriots are projected now to have over $100 million in cap right now for next season, next offseason. You and I both know what Bill's going to do. Defense, He's going to spend defense. it on the defense. It's going to be all defense, and the offense is going to suck again, and Bill's going to be like, I like our offense. And the rest of the basically anyone with a brain is going to be like, Bill, your offense is horrible. So I want to, I do want to give the offense a chance this year. I really do. I do, I do too, but it's just, it's just hard to see how they're going to succeed when your GM does not want to make them better. It's going to have to be, and I know we've talked about this off air via text message and stuff like that and phone calls, but it's going to have to be a lot of 12 personnel. It's going to have to be a lot of Jasicki and Henry on the field at the same time. It, and mm -hmm. guess what? They got the Tennessee tight end too, Anthony Frisker or whatever. He's probably going to be involved in the run blocking game. He's probably just going to be the third tight end on the team. He is. But the big thing is Jacecki's yeah. not a big run blocker. So that's no. going to be where Frisker probably comes in. And he's probably mm. going to have that job and kind of just do the dirty work and be a blocker where Jacecki will act more as a tight end. But anyways, yeah. getting back to it, you have Jacecki and Henry. If you're going to go two backs, you're going to go Stevenson and then insert back here. Right now you got Ty Montgomery and there's rumors of a couple of Patriots, uh, potential running backs that they had in for workouts and stuff. We'll talk about that 
again in a few minutes. But, and then you got to pick your receiver. You know, is it going to be a Devontae Parker game? Is it going to be a Kendrick Bourne game? Is it going to be a Juju game? You know, it's it's all going to come down to matchups and it's going to come down to concept and it's going to come down to the scheme. And mm. you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel. And I don't think you're going to really see a lot of spread offense this year, even though Bill O'Brien loves spread offense, you know, and throwing the ball over the field. But DeAndre Hopkins would have made life a lot easier for the Patriots. That's the big thing here. And then you could have gone three receivers on the field and you could have gone like Hopkins and Bourne and Thornton or Hopkins and Bourne and Parker or Hopkins and Juju and Thornton, whatever combination you want, you had, you had, they literally could have done anything with Hopkins. They could have done literally anything. Yep. And like, it is what it is like good for DeAndre Hopkins for getting the bag, but that's all he cared about. He wanted the bag. He Mm -hmm. wanted, this is the last chance he's probably going to get for a decent sized contract. He went out and got it. And that's what he cared about the most. He cared about guaranteed money. He didn't want to have, it does money talks. And again, like I said, the Patriots looked like the offers were very similar, but again, it comes down to guaranteed money. And with the Patriots, it's, you got to earn what you get. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but guess what? Now in a in a in a league where the quarterback is king, and I'm going to use this lightly, and the wide receiver is the prince, essentially like basically royalty. You have to be able to get those positions. You mm-hmm. don't know if you have the quarterback. You're going to find out this year if you have the quarterback of your future. And wide receiver, if if Juju can go back to his Pittsburgh days or even be what he was in Kansas City last year give you 800 to 900 yards receiving, maybe three or four touchdowns, fine. But guess what? You need that production. And now with DeAndre Hopkins not in the fold, that puts a little more pressure, I think, on that receiving core to be as good as people as people in the organization are advertising them to be. They they definitely are going to be feeling that pressure almost right away. They I think that receiving core knows all eyes are on them. They know it. They do. Especially, you know, Kendrick Bourne's in a contract year. Devontae Parker just got his contract extension. Tyquan Thornton, a lot of people have high hopes for him in his second NFL season. And then, you know, Juju is coming off a, a Super Bowl year. And, again, I don't know what's going to happen with this. But Hopkins, again, would have made things a lot easier. This is, this is a significant miss because he was within reach. It's not like it was a pipe dream. He was in the building. You had him in the building. You had a chance to sign him. And I hate to say this, Maddie, but once he left New England without a contract, deep down, I was like, they're not getting it done. Like I was, I I still thought they were, let me rephrase that. I still thought that they had a chance to get it done, but deep down, I'm like, I don't think it's actually going to happen because they let him go without giving him that contract and, and doing what needed to be done. But I'm kind of glad in a way that the Hopkins thing is over because I'm happy the saga is over too. Yes. Cause now it's like, we can focus on, all right, this is the team. Unless they sign someone within the next week or so, which pray to God they do. Cause they, they got some money that they can still go get someone with. Um, it's time to look forward to the future and look forward to a training camp. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Training camp is about, a week or so away, a little less than a week. We're literally going to be there next week. We are. We're going to be there next Thursday. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
We're going to enjoy it. Yep, a lot of fun. A lot of uh, a lot of things will be said that day. Ugh, I I'm already mentally preparing myself for it's that. Not, it's not me. You got to worry about. Well, <laughs> you you to a degree. It's someone else that we we need to make sure that he's he's contained. If he if, if he if he gets a poster like he did last year, it's like you got. It's over. <laughs> but anyways. Final, th- final thoughts on Hopkins before we kind of put this to bed. And, and it's a and disappointment. It's a disappointment that our seventy-one-year-old GM is stuck in his own way, and this is what happens when you have a seventy-one-year-old GM that is still treating a team like it's the nineteen seventies and eighties. We're in a new era in the NFL, and he just refuses to adjust to it for some reason. I want it clear too. I like Bill Belichick, the head coach. Yep, Bill I Belichick, do too. Bill Belichick, the GM. Like, yeah, he's tried to do things like. Bring in Devontae Parker via trade, sign John U. Smith, sign Hunter Henry, sign Kendrick Bourne. You know, he's he traded for Muhammad Sanu in 19. Like, I get it. He's made moves, but it's it almost feels like I'm gonna cross sports here for a second. It almost feels like the Red Sox and trying to find the best bang for your buck. Like that's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Like stop being you, cheap. Simple. If you, if you gotta overspend a little bit in the right situations, like this would have been a right situation, then do it. But it is what it is at this point. All right, let's let's move on because I- I'm sick and tired of it. Good luck in Tennessee, DeAndre Hopkins. You got your bag. We'll see you in Nashville in 2024. All right. What do you want to talk about next, Maddie? We have a couple potential Patriots free agents that they could sign. Or... Let's talk about another good thing before we get into the thing that you and I are going to go off about probably. Okay. So so let's talk about so let's talk about it, right? So two yeah. names that came in to work out for the Patriots as running backs. Former Bucks and Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette and former Rams running back Darnell Henderson. Blech. Now, okay, I think we can agree. Darnell Henderson, just forget it, right? Like no. He, he... No. Okay, good. We we're good with that. Now, <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Now, I'm a man of integrity. I'm a man of respect, and I'm a man of honesty. When Maddie B sent me the text that said the Patriots were working out Leonard Fournette. I was like, no, no, no way, no how, absolutely not. And then he asked me why. I originally thought that Leonard Fournette, not going to lie, was in like his 30s. And I'm like, okay, he's going to be over the hill. He's only 28. So I was shocked about that. That's number one. Number two, thinking about it now, if Ramondre Stevenson is your feature back, we know he is, but if he's going to be in that category of elusive kind of back, Maddie you know, the shifty kind of back that, you know, has the speed and everything. Then Fournette can be, as you said in the text message, and I'll give you credit for it, he can be that pass catching back and he can be kind of like that third and short back where, you know, he kind of, you know, bowling balls his way for a couple yards and a first down, you know, gets you a touchdown on the goal line, whatever it may be. That's fine. But I think people would love it more. Actually, I know people would love it more if somehow the Patriots signed Dalvin Cook. But the but the thing is, too much it, money. But is it too much money though? Him, him, yes, he's gonna be more than what they were than what Hopkins was looking for. I think maybe. But here's the thing too. Let's just say hypothetically, you did you somehow got Dalvin Cook in here, right? I wish. How would he fit in this offense? Because See, is that, it... that's your starter right there. And and um, Stevenson would be your third down bulldoze your way through back. So essentially, Ramondre Stevenson takes a, a big step back. 
which I don't think they would do. I don't think they'd bring in Cook for that reason. Because what what do you do? You could do maybe what Cleveland had for a few years with Kareem Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb. You could have you could just have a two headed monster like that. You could, and I think they should. But again, you know, I think they really value and love Ramondre too much to the point where it's like, okay, we're not going to sign another back, even if it is Dalvin Cook. Which to that I say, why not bring in another big offensive weapon that can give opposing defensive coordinators someone to game plan for? Because right now, if you're – I'm just going to throw a name out there. Let's say you're, you're the Chargers because the Patriots playing the Chargers in December. You're the Chargers defensive coordinator. Who are you game planning for on the Patriots? It's probably Ramondre Stevenson, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Because the wide receivers, maybe Juju. I'm not really worried about Devontae Parker if he's even on the field. Like Kendrick Bourne, no. It's just, I don't know. We have a predictable offense. We do. I mean, maybe not now with Bill O'Brien, but. I was going to say, I don't think it's predictable, but I think you're going to. easy to plan, plan for again. Depending on, and it also depends on what kind of offense are we looking at with Bill O'Brien. Is it going to be similar to what he ran uh, at Alabama with Mac, or is it going to be something that we've never even seen before? It could, think, it could be something that we have never even seen before. I think it's going to be a lot of, I think it's going to be some spread where you're getting the ball out quickly. I don't want to say a lot of screens like last year, but a lot of quick stuff. I think it's also going to be kind of a situation where it, it's, and it's so Patriot-like, but it's going to be game by game. You know, is it going to be, all right, it's going to be Devontae Parker's game. It's going to be a game where, all right, Kendrick Bourne's going to get a lot of the touches. Is it going to be a juju game? You know, is it going to be a game where, okay, maybe they're playing like, for example, just like the Lions who had the worst run defense last year and you can run the ball right down their throats or Cleveland where you can run the ball right down their throats. So that's that's where I think it's going to be. I don't know what we're going to see either. Like like we mentioned, we're going to be going to training camp next week and we're going to see what they're going to be looking at on offense. I think there's going to be those instances where we see that, but I think there's going to be some unpredictability too, like we've seen in the past with Patriots offenses except for with the exception of last year, because there was no unpredictability. Everything was predictable. It was a vanilla offense. So I don't know. So let me ask you this. Would Leonard Fournette be a, I don't want to say a big signing, but would he be a significant signing? For he would. Team? He absolutely would. Let's take a look at the running back depth. You got, you got, you got Ramondre, he's going to be the starter. There's no debate on that. Then you look at who's behind him. Ty Montgomery, ew. Pierre Strong, who? Kevin Harris, who? Uh, who? Is J.J. Taylor even there still? I don't know. He's like, that's it. I know they got five running backs. That's it. I think that maybe they have a rookie. I don't even remember now at this rate, but. Behind Ramondre, this depth chart is a, what I like to call a yikes. This is a yikes. They need they they need to bring in a veteran running back behind Ramondre. Because what if, you know, it's football. What if Ramondre gets hurt? Or what if he struggles? You're going to bring in Ty Montgomery? Really? No. Bring in Leonard Fournette. He's a Super Bowl champion. Yes, he had Tom Brady on the team that he wants to roll with. He's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, during his Jacksonville years, two of the three years he was in Jacksonville, he rushed over a thousand yards. He's 
been a problem on the field, also off the field, but on the field. This would be a very solid signing if they could bring him in for a year or two. And again, what does Bill Belichick do? Let's him walk out without a contract, but says, oh, hey, we'll keep in touch. We can kiss him goodbye. We know Bill's not contacting him. So I do think I would, I'm starting to slowly talk myself into Leonard Leonard Fournette. Would he change like a win total for you? No. But would he give he you the you de- a game? He, he, he could win you a game, maybe. 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 I'm but, saying maybe. Don't worry. No, I know. But does he give you another option that's Certainly. versatile? Yes. Certainly. Absolutely. Look at what playoff Lenny did during his time in Tampa. Yes, again, Tom Brady, but still. Right. So, okay, fine. Give me Leonard Fournette, and if you sign him, that's fine. I'm good with Dalvin Cook, but here's the thing. I think there's, and this is kind of my hot take, Maddie. I think that the reason, part of the reason that the Patriots fan base wants Dalvin Cook here is because look at the other two teams that he's been linked to. Miami Dolphins and the New York Jets, both teams in your own division. So he you, turned, I think he turned down one of them already. Probably, I think he was. I think he turned down Miami, if memory serves me right. Maybe. I thought that was a false rumor, but anyways. Those are the two teams that are nipping at your heels to potentially sign him. Because right now the Patriots are the betting favorites to sign Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. But and Vegas again, always knows something. They always know something. They knew with DeAndre Hopkins with Tennessee, they had him as the favorite. They had Tennessee as a big favorite for a reason. But anyways, point being, Leonard Fournette, get him in here. That'd be cool. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Darnell Henderson? Yes. Hard pass. There's a reason why he's a free agent. Very true. All right. Let's get into the coaching a little bit. There was something about the coaching that we wanted to talk about. So the Patriots website updated all the titles for this year's crop of Patriots coaches. Some of them are very obvious. Troy Brown, wide receivers coach. Bill O'Brien, OC. uh, Bill Belichick, head coach. Duh. But... The one thing that I think Maddie and a lot of other Patriots fans are up in arms about is Joe Judge has the title right now of assistant head coach. Which is horrible. I don't think so. I think it's horrible. Here's why. But here's why. This is my theory. There's no way you're about to justify this. There's no way. Hold on. Just listen. The move itself, yes, is bad. But do I really think that Joe Judge is going to be Bill Belichick's right-hand man? No. I think Joe Judge is just hanging on because he couldn't do what anything right with the Giants. Obviously, last year with the offense was a failure. So Belichick, I think, is doing Judge a favor and being like, you know what? You've been loyal to me. I'm going to give you this job. I'm going to tell you exactly what you're going to be doing, though. So I think Belichick is basically going to be behind judge in the sense of, Hey, you're going to work with this. You're going to work with this, but if you're going to work with this, this is how I want it done. So he's going to be advised by Belichick. I still think Gerard Mayo is still the next in line to be the head coach of the Patriots. He better be. I think he is because think about Maddie. Would he really have stayed here? Would he really have wanted to stay in new England if he had, no chance of being the head coach in the near future. 
You never know. He might be. He might, he might really like it here. You never know. But why would he turn down? This is so. This is my next question to you. Why would he turn down other opportunities to be a head coach in the NFL when teams are calling for his services and are very interested in him? Or what if they said to him, "Hey, we'll make you the assistant head coach," and then they pulled a fast one on him? That would be really scummy if they did that. It would. Surpri- you're, you're talking me? the. Are you, you're, oh, you're talking the Patriots. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise. Oh, okay, me. I thought you were talking other teams for a second. I'm sorry, but. The Patriots, I mean, if they did that, then it just that then it's ridiculous. Yes, then it, it's a it's a low move. Absolutely. Wouldn't but, surprise me. But put it this way, Joe Judge, I think he's gonna be on special teams a lot. Like he's gonna be very hands-on with the special teams. He Make might, him a special teams coordinator then get rid of Kim Acord. He proved that he sucked last year. Which he should have yes, they should have done that. That's correct. But they didn't. They they're keeping him around. Like it's I don't know what Patriots. it is. Yes, because it's the Patriots. But, again, I don't think that's going to be as bad as people make it out to be. I really don't. Because I think that he's not going to have, unless it's the special teams, he's not going to have his own unit. He's going to be working with, like, three or four other coaches, especially on defense. They don't have a defensive coordinator. It's basically Bill Belichick. That's Belichick's baby. He loves his his defense. He's going to work with his defense. He's basically told Billy O, hey, you got the offense. You're basically the head coach of the offense. You take care of that. And he can work, and then Belichick can work with the defense, and and Judge can, you know, help out however Belichick wants him to. I think it's going to be okay. I think people are a little, getting a little bit too up in arms about this. Now, if it gets to be to the point where Joe Judge is actually influencing Patriots games and losing because of things that Joe Judge might be advising Bill Belichick and stuff like that, then we can have the conversation. Here's the okay. Here's the deal. What here's why I'm upset. The guy failed, proved last year he's a failure. He's a failure as a coach, unless it's special teams. Couldn't do in the offense. Look at the Giants last year. Brian Dable goes in virtually almost the same team that Joe Judge had. Took the Giants to the playoffs and won a playoff game last year. Joe Judge, coach of the offense, horrible offensive season last year. We all know. Now all of a sudden he's assistant head coach, and on top of that, if you look specifically, it says he's going to be working with the defense. Are you kidding me? Why would you extend Gerard Mayo and not give him this role when it's clearly obvious he is the best coach on this team other than Belichick? I don't get it. I don't get it. Why keep a failure of a coach around? And then on top of that, like I've already said, Cam Acord. Probably one of the biggest jokes of a, of a special teams coordinator I've ever seen. Bill O'Brien, the one good thing, or not Bill O'Brien, uh, blah, 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 blah. Joe Judge, the one good thing that he's good at, the one thing he's good at, special teams. Get rid of Cam Acord, just put Joe Judge on special teams because all you do is you kick and you punt. That's all you do with special teams. Okay, maybe you block a little bit and, and coach you guys on how to properly be on a kickoff and punt and all that, but still. All you do. It's all you do. Very limited role. That's what Joe Judge is probably only capable of the special teams. There's a reason why he's good at it, because it's very limited in comparing to having to be a coach of an offense or a defense or any of those positions. There's a re- there's a reason why he's only good at special teams. Failure of a head coach, failed with the offense. If he's with the defense, so help me God, and if the defense starts to suck, everyone's going to be p- pointing the fingers right at Joe Judge. Saying like, what is going on here, and if the pages in general start to suck, there's three there's three people who's going to be caught under fire, or actually four probably: Kraft, Mac, Bill, Joe. 
Those are gonna be the four people that are gonna be caught un- under under fire if the Patriots you, are. You forgot horrible. a fifth. You forgot a fifth one. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien too. Those five, and I think the first to go, Joe Judge. Get rid of him. He shouldn't even be on this team now. There's a reason why Patriots fans, myself included, were celebrating when Matt Patricia left. There is a reason why we were all celebrating. He's a cancer. He's a cancer to the locker room. Joe Judge. Probably a cancer to the locker room again. I don't know. I don't know if Matt Patricia is a cancer to the locker room. I yes, just he think is. he absolutely no, is. No, I think I think what happened was he was way over his head in doing the offense. He wanted to stay up, kind of just like doing the contracts and all the logistical stuff. He didn't want to be down the field doing offense. He's a defensive minded coach. He likes doing defense. That's why in Philly, what is he? A senior defensive analyst. He works with the defense. Now I think that a lot of people liked him in that locker room but he just didn't know what he was doing on offense. I I think Joe judge, I think you have a better case with Joe judge being a potential cancer in that locker room. That one I could get behind you on. Say there's the reason why we all celebrate when Matt Patricia left and laughed at the Eagles for giving this man another job. Yep. But Patricia needed a new start. But anyways, we already Joe judge should be nowhere near this organization. He has no place here. Unless he's the special teams coordinator. Damn well proved that he has no place in this organization. It's an absolute joke that we are still employing him. But at the yeah. same time, look who just look who makes the coaching decision and look who does the hiring here. Maddie is a big Bill Belichick supporter, if you couldn't tell. I can't stand Belichick outside of his coaching. I can't stand him. You you can't stand the, the GM. The like, GM the part. You don't the like G- the GM. GM part. Just saying, look at all the good teams in the league. Look at the Chiefs. Look at the Vikings. Vikings, I'll say the Vikings are a good team. Look at the Giants now. They're rebuilding and they're doing it pretty nicely. Look at their GMs. They're all they're not they're not extremely young guys, but they're still they're younger than 71. Go get a GM that can turn this team around because it's not Bill. The longer Bill Belichick's the GM of this team, the longer it's going to be painful to say I'm a Patriots fan and watch this team every year. I will say the free agency moves and everything, yes, have been kind of tough to watch. The drafting the last like three years has actually been pretty good. Not going to lie. We'll see how this draft class is. High expectations for this class, obviously. We'll see. Yes. Last two have been pretty good. 2020, even 2020 has been decent. That that draft class has been decent too. The Kyle Duggar we'll class. Say, the, the, the 2021 off season of free agency. That is the, that is the biggest outlier of the, uh, the last five years of an off season for the Patriots. And why did that happen? They had money. And they had to do it. Exactly. They had to, and they do had it. to do it. They had to do it. I bet Kraft told Belichick, you're spending money and you're going to like it. Probably. All right. One last Patriots thing. Then we'll get into a little bit of Red Sox. So training camp obviously opens up next Wednesday. It's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, open to the to the uh, public. It's free to park, free to attend. It's a great event, a lot of fun. Maddie B and I go every year, we go with a group of friends. It's a great time. Mm-hmm. What is one thing, Maddie, you're going to be watching for in training camp? Um, the offense. Let's see what they look like. Okay. Bill O'Brien's back. Let's see. Let's see what they look like. Um, when we went last year, uh, the offense ugh, did not look great last year when we went. No, they look okay. Not great though. Granted, we're going to be going on day two, but still. Right. So You'll to be, be able, able to, to, they're going to be able to tell right away, basically. Okay, they look a lot better than they did last year. This, uh, at, you know, day two or day three of training camp. I forget what day we went last year. It's the first, 
second or third day. Right. So I'll say this just to be a little different. I I'm going to be looking at the offense too. Don't get me wrong. But another thing that I'm going to be trying to keep an eye on is the special teams. How will the special teams make adjustments compared to last year? Cause last year you had one of your worst special teams years in about two decades. Like, yes, Matthew Slater's back. You added Chris Horde from Detroit, which is supposedly going to help you. He's a really good special teams player and someone Belichick has had an eye on for years. I believe you're going to have uh Brendan uh, schooner back. If I'm not mistaken. It's going to be hot next Thursday. I just looked. Oh, boy. It was hot last year, too. It's going to be in the 90s, Al. Ugh. Yeah. Get ready for that. <laughs> okay. So, a lot of sunscreen and a lot of water. Got it. So I'm, get, I'm, I'm finally going to even out this tan on Thursday. Thank God. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I think it's pretty much going to be a universal answer across <coughs> the board. It's the offense and... We want to see how they look. Is Bill O'Brien actually going to put in an offense that's going to be successful? Or are we going to see a bunch of, you know, dysfunction similar to 2022? I think it's going to be the first half. I think it's going to be, it's going to look better. But again, we have to wait and see. I got one other thing I'm looking at for training camp. Go ahead. Christian Gonzalez. Yes. Chris, uh, Al, when was the last time I was this excited about a rookie? I mean, I haven't known and, you forever. In the time you, I've known, known you, me. since you've known me, in the time I've known you, I think this is the most excited you've been. Uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited about him and Keon White. I'm excited about these two rookies. I want to see what these two do. I do too. I, I do can't too. wait to see to see if that 2023 draft and, class is going to hit. And also, uh, let's let, let's sign let's sign. I don't think have they signed Gonzalez yet? I don't think they have. I don't think they've signed Gonzalez or White. Yeah, let's sign them first. I know. <laughs> For real. And then one other thing too. Let's let's figure out Lawrence guy. Let's get him to report. That'd be let's, nice. Let's make him happy. And uh yeah. Here I'll go. here, I'll one up you on this. Let's extend uh Hunter Henry and um Matthew Judon too, please. Mm-hmm. Like let's get those done because otherwise Henry's gonna be gone after this year. And uh, Judon... let's make Michael let's let's give Owenu some money too. He's very underrated. That's not gonna happen. You know it they don't pay offensive linemen, which is a shame, but I know. I know. All right. They paid well, they paid David Andrews. They paid him. They did. As a, our our friend is gonna be yelling at him about a certain somebody next week. For the third year in a row. <laughs> For the third year in a row. Any other Patriots things you want to talk about, Maddie? I'm good. <laughs> All right. Enough Patriots. Let's get into some Red Sox real quick. Before we get into that, as always, the Legend Single Podcast is graciously sponsored by our friends at A&B Kitchen and Bar. Whether you are in Boston, Mass., or the North Shore, Massachusetts, in Beverly, make sure to check out A&B Kitchen and Bar. They have great meals <clears throat> such as eggplant parm, homemade fish and chips. Uh, I believe they have uh, like pot roast. They, they have a bunch of stuff. Burgers, obviously. You know, pasta, everything. Everything you can think of, they have it. Make sure to check out A&B Kitchen and Bar. Tell them the Legends Boys sent you. Great place, great times, even better environment and better management. So make sure yeah. to go check them out. Yeah. All right, real quick. Red Sox, they just lost two out of three of the athletics. Inexcusable. Even winning two out of three, you wouldn't have been happy really with. But they, they lost the series after winning the Cubs series two out of three. It's a shame, Maddie, because this team that needs to prove something to their GM is doing what they've done all year, going 500. They're three and three out of the all-star break. Here's the thing. Here's my thing. First of all, 
as a joke, I'm going to say this. First of all, guaranteed sweep this weekend. Yep. We all know who they're playing this weekend. We all know that special Barstool employee that's going to have a meltdown. Frank the Tank. Can't wait for it. Three straight three straight meltdowns are incoming. I, can, I cannot wait to be watching him on TikTok this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Uh, as for the Red Sox, I mean, here's the thing. They're in the – they're in arguably – from what I can remember from watching, you know, from whenever I've started watching, like actually like paying attention to baseball, this is the best the AL East has ever been. This is ridiculous how good the AL East is this year. I mean, you have the Rays who are in second place with 60 wins, all because their win percentage is not as good as the Orioles, who only have what, 58 or something like that. They're only two wins behind or whatever, but still. When was the last time a division like the ALEs existed in baseball? I can't even recall where it was this competitive, where you could put the last place team in one division and put them into another division and have them be in first place in that division. It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. I mean, this year is like a reverse from the last like 20 years because the Yankees and the Red Sox were the two teams fighting for the, for the AL East every year, pretty much. And now they're fighting to not be in last place. <laughs> I know. With the exception, like, I know the Rays had, you know, a couple runs. Like, the the Orioles, they had, like, their one or two good years, and now they're starting to get good again. But, really, it was the Red Sox and the Yankees, and then the other teams kind of sprinkled their way in there. But now, the Red Sox and Yankees are both in fourth and fifth, respect respectively. It's hilarious. It is. But, anyways, going back to it, this team is not doing themselves any favors by losing series to the athletics. No, they're not. They I, I was reading a stat the other day, Maddie. They are they're about and I'm and I'm trying to make sure I get the math right on this. I think they're like 31 and 27 against teams over 500 and they're under 500 against teams that are under 500. Yeah. It's it, it's crazy to me. They play to their competition. When they play good competition, they play better. When they play worse competition, they play down to it. I mean, Brian Bale on Wednesday had his worst start of the year, giving up six runs in four innings against the Oakland right, Athletics. Here's the thing about Brian Bale. Here's the I, I like the kid. I do. He's too. doing good. He's young. He's gonna he's gonna make uh ohs like that. He's gonna right. it's still gonna happen from time to time again. Absolutely, no no doubt about it. No matter who it could be, the it could be the Rays, or it could be I'm just gonna keep I'm just gonna continue to keep making fun of them because they're hilarious to make fun of. Or it could be the Mets. Yes, it could be one or the other. He'll me, he'll make those mess he'll make those mess ups regardless. Let me ask you this: If you're Heim Bloom, and this yep. Red Sox team is like four or five games over five hundred, they're 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 in they're in a position to potentially get that last wild card spot. What are you doing at the deadline? Are you selling or are you buying? Go get Shohei. Do whatever the hell it takes to get Otani and give him an extension and bring him to Boston to stick it to the Yankees. That would be great. That's literally how Bloom is going to save his job at this rate. I, I know. Go I know. to the Angels. Go to the Angels. Offer basically everyone but Marcelo Meyer. I actually had a trade that I put together that I think could have gotten Otani. What do we got? You want me to read it to you? What, what do we got? Okay. Blaze Jordan. Nick York. Mm-hmm. Luis Perales, a pitcher. Yep. Uh, William Abreu, outfielder. Mm -hmm. Adam Duvall. Mm -hmm. Alex Verdugo. Yep. Perfect. Send them. Bye. I, th I think that's a pretty good trade. 
I think that's a good trade. Like I just said, everyone except for Marcelo Meyer. Goodbye. I know. And you know, it's funny. I, I mentioned this on my other podcast, Family Franks and Tanks. And my two co-hosts were like, well, the Angels wouldn't entertain it. My response to them is, why wouldn't they? That's four top 20 prospects. And yeah, I get it. Maybe they're not in the top 100, but you're so not you're, gonna... your, your farm is going to be stacked if you're, the, if you're the Angels. I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get four prospects. You're getting Alex Verdugo that is was a fringe all like could have been an all star maybe this year should have been an all star should have been should have been, been an all star <laughs> and Adam Duvall that when he's on he's on when he's a streaky hitter but he can play outfield too exactly and that that's why they went out that's why the Sox went out and got him and listen and then you're, you're getting you're getting a guy like Blaze Jordan in that deal who I think is I'd say maybe like at most maybe two years away from yeah. being called up. I think he's. I think he's got a little bit of ways to go, but two, I mean, three, two three years maybe. But the way I'm looking at it too, right? Like a kid like Blaze Jordan, he he's a corner infielder. You got Devers there for the next eleven years. Costas is going to be there, be their first baseman probably of the future. So so mm-hmm. you're 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 basically locked it out at both positions. I like Costas. Costas is good. Costas is very good. But honestly, if they're still in the if they're still in that like first spot out where they're, you know, fighting for that last wild card spot. I'm buying at the deadline. I'm giving them a chance. I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. Do what it takes to get whoever. Even if it's not I mean like I doubt the Angels are gonna want to trade Otani, but never know. Do what it takes to get someone. Get anyone. Don't pull a Bella don't be a Belichick. I'm actually gonna use his real name for that one. Don't be a Belichick. Go get someone and don't get some dinky guy either. I'm not saying that the deal they made last year for uh, what's his name, who'd they get last year? We talked about Eric Hosmer. Him, not uh, Hosmer was good. He was good for us. Yeah, last but year. but uh, but I was going to use that as an example too. Notice what it took to get Eric Hosmer. The Padres basically ate all of his money, so it was a cheap deal. It was it was okay. We only have to pay him like a million dollars or something like that. Yeah, well, of course we'll have him in here. You know what? Just call up the Phillies. Be like, we want Schwarber. Bring they, him back. That would be awesome, but they're bring him back. <laughs> I, miss, I, miss, I miss Schwarber. Bring him back. I know, I do too. He didn't but, want to leave here too. It's it's a shame. Kyle from Waltham, RIP to those days. But you know, again, add a add a starter at the deadline. I don't want to see. I think Sam Kennedy had some comments that basically said we're waiting on some injured guys. Don't give me that excuse because some of those guys are repeat offenders to get on the injured list. Chris Sale. Garrett Whitlock have been on the injured list numerous amounts of times. Trevor Story, excuse me. Uh, Trevor Story, who thankfully is starting a rehab assignment this upcoming weekend, but you know they're banking on him being back. Offer him the trade. See what you can get. <laughs> I don't. I don't think they're going to get rid of him because imagine. I'm going to tell you why they wouldn't get rid of him. I mean, imagine that cut the, the contract. That's why. But. Well, not only that. Imagine the backlash that the, the organization would get after letting go of Xander Bogarts, sign that a story, because that was going to be, you know? Unless they go get, like, one of the best shortstops in the league, because it's not Xander this year, but. Uh, it's, they, Bloom needs to smarten up, because if they finish out of the playoffs and potentially under 500, his oh, job, he, I, I don't know about gone, but he's, no, his, he's gone. His, his seat is really hot. It, 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 he's not even on the seat. He's gone. No way. No. I mean, at the same time, though, you know, John Henry doesn't care about the Red Sox, so maybe he'll stick around, but. Right. Uh, 
we'll see what happens. Anything else you want to talk about? Sell the, sell the team, John Henry. Just sell the team. Uh, we've been we've been saying that forever. Anything else you want to bring up, or are you good? Uh, Joe Judge is a joke. That, that's my last point I'll make. <laughs> okay. On that note, rate and subscribe to the Legends Legal Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and everywhere else where you can get your podcasts. Make sure to check out Matty B's podcast, the Bernie and Chris podcast. They are also on all of those similar platforms as well. Right. Forgot we do that. He forgot he even has a podcast. It's going to be starting back up during football season. Uh, jo- yeah, we're, yeah, summer break's almost over for us. Damn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're welcome for reminding you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week. I don't know who's going to be on with me. Maybe Maddie B will make a return. Maybe we'll have somebody else on. Who knows? But, Maddie, you want to shout out your socials real quick before we sign off? All right. If you want to give me a follow uh, on Twitter, it's at Matthew3Ts underscore Jordan. If you want to come see some stuff I write down every now and then, uh, go to musketfire.com, fan-sided website for uh, covering the Patriots. Uh, I think I think we all agree that Al should uh, should join that website, but, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to get him to join. Maybe he will one day. One day, one day soon enough. I think once I get settled into my new job, I think then I'll get back on the writing grind. You're just going to do one a month, Al. It's not that hard. It's not, but if I'm going to do it, I want to do more than one a month. Wanna I've, actually... done two. I've done two this month already, and I wow. missed, like what, like 12, 13 days because of internet problems. <laughs> and on that note, Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching episode 230. We'll see you next week for episode 231. Yes, sir.